1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: I like to remind people in New England 2014, it was put Jimmy Garoppolo in, get Tom Brady out, it's over. 2022, he just retired, and everyone's sitting there like he threw 50 something passes, almost 60 passes in his last game. He could really play, so I wouldn't go too hard off of what the people in New England are saying. What I'll say about Mac is the combine is sponsored by Noble this year. Mac is Noble. Mm. They know the future is Mac Jones.
3: Devin McCourty, a former Patriot, maybe a future Patriot, still mulling his NFL future. On Good Morning Football earlier today on the NFL Network. And it's Adam Jones, Megan Onolini, and Christian Arkham. We're here till 6 with all your phone calls 617 779 7937. People were loving Meg's Planning today, Mego. They're out in droves. That doesn't mean they normally hate it. I just think people like to, to give them a specific application rules of the skies, sky rules. You, lo- s- you said that, that I was living there.
4: in fantasy land, though. Well,.
3: I think you—assuming th- everybody's going to follow those it's rules It's an egalitarian
4: it's probably, society. I
3: think that's living in fantasy land, but, you know, the more we can try to lay these rules out and talk them out, maybe it won't be chaos up there.
4: One more thing? Yeah. Standing up when the plane lands? Mm-mm.
3: Oh, like, and trying to— Clapping trying to- when
4: the plane lands and standing <laughs> up when it gets to the gate Trying is- to deplane
3: before—
5: before your your
3: row Just is allowed e- enormous to? Enormous
4: red flag. Yeah,
5: no, I'm sorry, bud. You're in a bigger hurry than me. Look, you got I'm with it. you on clapping. I got to stretch. If I've been sitting yeah, there I gotta for gotta three hours up. and I'm like Jones, I'm not trying yeah. to get up 20 times, I got to stretch No, first. no, no. I'm yeah. talking
4: about standing up to go get in the aisle. Correct. Oh, okay. Standing no. is different no. than getting you. in the aisle. Look, if you're doing that half, oh, I got to lift my butt out of seat, uh right. oh, work my hips yeah, a little I'm like, bit, I'm like I'm with you on that. I
5: got stuff sticking to stuff. Can you please
3: move? I didn't get up to urinate and I got to move around and air this out. Yeah. That sort of thing. Megan sure. has to rub her feet in everyone's face. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. You, you like smell that. Them? Uh, so we'll get to your phone calls again. 617. Oh, well, you don't have to put your feet in. Uh, you can them out. 779. 793.7. Rex Ryan's favorite segment. You see, that,
4: you see that pinky toe? No nail on it. Two marathons. How you like that?
3: Most men like to do a lot of things with those feet. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> ex- you like that? Just... Wow,
3: they're, like, really soft.
4: Mm, so anyway, Nine nails.
3: Devin McCourty, noted foot guy, uh, also was earlier today on Good Morning Football. Oh. And, uh, well, he had to say quite a bit about Mac Jones. He really talked him up. He called him uh, the future, really, of the league, not just of the Patriots, but the future of the league. He said the sky is the limit for Mac Jones. And he also said this, Peter Schrager, I think, is the one who pushed him a little bit. It was Peter Schrager? Yes, both times. Pushed him a little bit on, uh, well, whether or not, Mac Jones was liked in the locker room or whether or not people were kind of...
4: He was rubbing people the wrong way. Rubbing people the, the wrong way, yes. Right, more more
3: foot connotations here. Uh, but kind of looking at him sideways like he's a Tristan Cassis or whatever, let's hear what uh, Devin McCourty had to say about that. I think some of the rumbling that always come out, we always talk about this, sources
2: say Mac Jones rubbing people the wrong way. Who? Did he rub somebody the wrong way in a meeting? Probably before. Have people left meetings and said, man, Dev's an a-hole today? Yeah, yeah. because... I love about Mac is Mac came into a leadership role as a quarterback, and he speaks to what he thinks. He speaks about, hey, man, I don't like this play. I want to do this play. Same thing, you know, when I was in there, and when I'm in there and I'm like, I don't like this play. Because we're the guys out there, and I think what people don't always understand in our locker room, Bill pushes that. Mm, if you don't like it. something, we're in the captains' meeting every week. If you don't like something, tell us, we'll throw it out. Because what's the point of players going out there and saying, as soon as that call comes in, Mac wears the green dot, I wear it on defense. Who I hate when a call comes in. I'm like, hey, fellas, I know we hate this call, <laughs> but the call is X, Y, Z. Like, no one wants to be out there with that. So I think Mac has all the intangibles and the things that you want in a quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's only in his second year, going his third year, third offensive coordinator. Hopefully, you know, Billy O's there for a while,
3: and I think you'll see the true growth. Okay, so first of all, the whole green dot thing, throwing out the plays, like, get the hell out of my face with that. The None of the players like the coaching staff set up, and Bill plowed through that. I know that's not play calls, but still, he wasn't listening to his captains on that one last year. So, ah, make me laugh, Devin McCourty, with that. Bill's so malleable and so flexible when it comes to this. Enough of that. But the idea that Devin McCordy didn't shut it down and dismiss it outright, like, he shut down the idea of moving on from Mac or Mac was in the future. He didn't shut down the idea that, you know, he wasn't the most well-liked in the locker room that he was rubbing people the wrong way. He, he allowed for that.
4: It was a losing season, so I think it's a little naive to accept a, just a spoonful of everybody loved Mac at every moment. I think Mac is really highly regarded in the locker room and his guys have his back, but I'm sure that there were moments when you're losing – Or, you know, right before that uh, Thursday night game against the Bills, the first time they saw the Bills, they were 6-6 and Mm -hmm. and knew that they were coming into the toughest part of their schedule. I'm sure everybody was looking around getting pissy with each other. Like, to sit there and say that nobody got pissy with Mac Jones at some point in the locker room, I think is probably pretty naive. But
3: do you think he answered, well, was somebody upset with him coming out of a meeting? Probably. That's the example he used. Did he rub somebody the wrong way in a meeting? Probably before. I just feel like Joe Judge. I feel like he's alluding to more of that. And, hey, maybe maybe that's what he's talking about. Maybe he is alluding to So uh, you think,
4: Arkan, you think it's not even players. You think we're including just coaches? Because I think it's pretty clear that he didn't get along with a Joe Judge.
6: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a lot of what this probably is. I don't know that I'd heard anything this year about any big clashes with Mac Jones and other players. I didn't mm-hmm. hear anything like that. You heard the opposite of that almost the entire time. You knew for sure that there was a problem with the coaches. And, listen, uh, an outburst with a coach – I don't know if there was a lot of people there that love Joe Judge, but maybe there were. I mean, that can that can cause divisions. That can be something that, as the leader of the team, even, isn't a great thing to even do. Even if you
3: don't like Joe Judge, you might still be like, this is insubordinate. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. You're, you
4: might just feel it's counterproductive. Yeah,
3: you're in your second year. You don't know what you're doing, so chill out. Uh, and every,
4: everything's already messy enough. Yeah. Like, stop adding to the mess. Right,
3: exactly. Like, Mac, you got to get over it. you got to get over it at some point and get past it. We all have wrapped our heads around this. you got to move past it. 617, 779, 793.7. So, just this idea that Devin McCordy is, well, championing Mac Jones as the future of the organization, what does it mean? And should we read into that with Bill Belichick and how he views Mac Jones? Because I've said before, Devin McCordy's a Bill guy. He is a Bill guy. I'm not sure that Bill wants to keep Mac Jones. So, is this an example of Bill getting on board with Mac Jones?
4: I think it is an example of Bill craft being united and getting the players on board, whether Devin is coming back or not, he's a leader and he speaks for the locker room, 11 time, uh, captain. It's a united front. That's what they're presenting. It goes back to what we were just talking about. Like, Hey, maybe some players didn't like that. The way that he talked to Joe judge and Matt Patricia in game, who knows what happened in practice, but like, get rid of the mess, get rid of this dysfunction. Now, Bill O'Brien is here. Everybody knows that Mac is going to be the quarterback next year at this point. So let's just streamline, get away from the dysfunction. Everybody's united behind Mac. Anyone who wants to have noise from the outside, that's on the outside. We're united over here.
3: So, again, do you agree with Devin McCourty? Is he the future of the Patriots, the future of the league, the combine, Noble and all that stuff, 617-779-7937? And what does it tell us about Bill? And to me, I just wonder if Bill's kind of waving the white flag, like Tom Curran has said in multiple radio interviews that you got to step over Robert Kraft's dead body to trade Mac Jones. So maybe Bill just realizes that, and he's like, all right, you know, let's, let's stop with this. Devin, go put out the fires with your brother on Good Morning Football. What does it tell you about Bill Belichick? Then there's this on top of it. Uh, and, Mego, you saw this. This is from Henry McKenna. Uh, where is he now? Is Fox he? Sports. Thank you. At Fox Sports. He says, some newsy info from this story. A team source told me that coaches were instructed not to be too hard on Mac Jones last season in an effort to protect him from being too critical of himself. There was an issue in 2021, his rookie year, with Jones struggling after getting yelled at, per the source. And here's the details from within the story. Eventually, Jones said he wanted to be coached harder, which Ryan has the clip. We'll play it for you in a second. He said at one point, uh, was this in training camp last year? Or was this during the season? I no, this it was. was late into
4: the season. Oh, it says, actually, season. I see the date.
3: It was 12-2, uh, so it was in December. So you're yeah. right, it was late in the year. Uh, he said he wanted to be coached harder. A team source told me, Coaches were instructed not to be too hard on him in an effort to protect him from being too critical of himself. That issue in 2021 with Jones struggling after getting yelled at, per the source. The source also suggested in hindsight it might have been a mistake to go easy on him. So basically what he said in the tweet. But I, I do love that. It's like, well, he can't be too hard on him because in 2021 that didn't work. And you can't be too easy on him because that didn't work. So, like, where's the line with him? Here's Mack uh, on December 2nd about wanting to be coached harder.
2: Yeah, I think it's, it's accountability. Um, it starts with me, and I think I, I want to be coached harder. I want to be um, a better player, and the coaches have given us everything they've got, and they've done everything to put us in position to win, um, but I want to hold everybody accountable, including myself. So um, I think that's, you know, it's tough, right? You get called out a little bit, or you have to admit that you didn't do your job. I mean, that's part of the game, and, hey, I didn't do this right. You know, call me out for it. Tell me that I'm wrong, and if you're a good leader, you can accept that. Um and you can you can look at the other guy and say the same thing to him that he says to you. So
3: if you're a good leader. Apparently Mac couldn't handle that. So which yeah, which yell at me. So, so so which one is it? Mac didn't like being yelled at in twenty twenty one and then they were too easy on him last year. Which is it?
4: I'm starting to hear that clip a little differently where I hear it and I wonder if he's calling out Joe Judge in that clip for a good leader takes criticism, and accepts when they're wrong Got and it. says that they were wrong so and I can, learns from
3: it. I can handle it, but the other guy can't is what he's Doesn't saying. Doesn't
4: it kind of sound really that way in hindsight?
3: specifically what you're talking about. Maybe It
4: sounds like he might be, have been saying, I want to be coached harder, I can accept criticism, and I want to flip that back on the other yeah. way where I want you to admit that you're wrong because you don't know what you're talking Maybe. about. Maybe.
3: I still feel the same way as I've always felt about it. He's saying it, but does he really mean it? I don't think he really means it. It's, it's easy to say, I want to be coached harder. you know. It's easy to say, oh, well, yeah, you know, I, wa- I want to learn and give me a bunch of homework and lots of information and all this stuff. But do you actually want to do that at the end of the day? Do you actually want to do the work? So I think it's an easy thing to say. Does he actually feel that way? Or does he just want to be able to push back on coaching? Like he just wants to, they'll coach me hard so I can go back at them. Like, I what think does he that is want? what
4: that clip says a little bit. Like, let's be honest here. I want to be able to call out my coaches when they don't know what okay, they're talking about. but does about. he
3: actually like the hard coaching is my point. I don't
4: know. So this, I, is, this is interesting. I doubt it, but I don't know. That it comes out from uh, there was an issue in 2021 with him struggling after getting yelled at. It's kind of... Any like well,
3: the only thing I remember from 2021... I do not
4: remember any instance like that that we saw.
3: I remember after the Saints game week three of his rookie year, he was sitting there on the bench like all, you know, mopey. And Bill, like, dragged him off the field. Were they yelling at him then? Like I have no idea. I, 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 I don't know when it was, but that's the first thing that jumped into my head. I don't know if that's the Josh incident or McDaniels not.
4: Daniels was glued to his well, hip doesn't, from doesn't mean training was, camp on. Doesn't
3: mean it was Josh. Could have been Bill. Yeah. Which again is just I just find I do find it convenient. I know it's Bill's fault for putting Patricia and Judge in that role, but it's like if Bill's such a good coach, I, I don't get how all of the criticism falls on the coordinators. Like, the criticism should go to Bill. And I wonder if he was too hard on Mac or maybe it was Josh McDaniels and then it changed. Maybe it was early in the off season, and it changed and that's why Josh was so soft on him the rest of the... Like, I have no idea. I have no idea.
4: Well, and think about the way that this season started in preseason when Bill stood up there and said all those incredibly glowing things about how much Mac had progressed and like how high his expectations were from his rookie year. I mean... That does fall in line with this. Hey, we're taking a gentler, kinder approach to build up his confidence because he doesn't take the yelling well. He struggles after that.
6: I think no matter what, you can say last year when things didn't work out, Bill Belichick as the head coach didn't do a great job of adjusting or making things, you know, better. And that's my big concern here with Bill O'Brien. What if things don't start off great with Mac and Bill O'Brien? This is my thing. Is Bill Belichick going to be able to write that shit? Is is the head coach? Is that falls to him? Is he going to be able to do it? He couldn't do it last year. So
3: we're going to find out. I mean, this is the great thing about this year. And we're just talking in the meantime. But the great thing about this year is we are going to find out. Mac says he wants, you know, he wants weapons and he wants to be coached hard and all this stuff. And he's got a new coach who's going to coach him. Bill O'Brien's going to coach him hard. How does he handle that? Does he actually like it, or was it just words? Was it just him in the meantime saying what he thinks people want him to say, but he doesn't actually want to be coached hard? We're about Scream to find out. Because Bill O'Brien is going to coach him hard. Curse me out. What do you guys think? Make me run. What do you guys think about this story from Mac Jones? What do you think about Devin McCourty and his comments on Mac Jones? Are you feeling any better about Mac and his future in New England? 617 779 Right after Trending here with Christian Arkham, we have a few Patriots updates. Damian Woody. Passes along some, uh, well, some comments about Robert Kraft and how he's feeling about the offseason. Maybe it's a blueprint for the offseason. And also, a market for Jacoby Myers, which is getting awfully rich. Again, after trending with Christian Arkham.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s?
5: It's over
1: here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.
2: Well, I'm still here living in New England, so I'm going to give my give my Patriots some some a little bit of advice, and they need a receiver for Mac Jones. And I say, go get T. Higgins, a big target for Mac Jones. Mac's going to get back on track with Billy O'Brien. Get him a receiver to do that. T. Higgins to New England. Make the deal, Bill. It's Teddy Bruschi from Friday,
3: I believe it was. On a bold move for the Patriots, he says T. Higgins, big offseason for the Pats. What do they need? Do you trust them to go get it? And there is a developing theme with the Patriots this offseason, which is a former Patriot comes out and says they're going to be aggressive and they're going to make big moves. And so I am starting to pay attention to that. Between Teddy Bruschi last week on ESPN, Damian Woody to Karen Garigian in the Boston Herald. We'll get to that coming up at 617-779-7937. Jones and MEGO with Arkin here until 6 on a Monday with all your phone calls there. Remember, you can listen to WEI on your smart speaker. Just say play 937-WEI, and you can weigh in on, well, a variety of topics. We're talking Patriots right now, the NFL offseason, and we'd encourage you to do that at 617-779-7937 or, you know, on Sky Rules like Tim in Rhode Island. He wants to weigh in on our planning from earlier today.
5: Tim, go ahead. Hello, am yes, hey, I on?
4: Yes, Tim, you are yeah. on the radio.
5: And my name is Ted, but that's great. We'll, we'll, we'll work with Tim. Okay, Ted. First, okay, I, Ted. Uh, close enough. Jones, I'm really concerned about you. Who hurt you? How come you're so negative about everything? Orlef? just got here give him a break Give them the data well, I at least, to get used to it I at least all that
3: jazz up to be here though, I though. at least acknowledge Ted or Tim or whatever Tim. that uh that it, it, I'm I could be reading too much into it but who hurt me it's a great question I mean I, I I would love to really get psychoanalyzed at some point but what what's
5: your what's your point here on Sky rules okay Sky rules definitely I flew 118 times last year I'm gonna fly 150 times this year for business Ooh. no reclining okay share the armrest. Uh, Mega was exactly right. Party out. I'll take the left. Window, take the window. Middle seat is yours. If your feet are are exposed, if you're a nice woman, great. If you're a <laughs> fisherman, I don't want to see your feet.
3: Ah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if Ted meant to out himself as a foot guy or not, but he just did. Uh, so I think he knew exactly what he was doing. If you want to step around and some you honey know. before you go and sit down, <laughs> that's quite all right you with know, me. If you're a nice lady Thank and you, your feet are out, no
5: big whoop.
4: Oh, is that an anklet? <laughs> like you get that in the Bahamas? Oh, uh, <laughs> you
5: put the little rhinestones there on the toenails. That's tasteful. That's tasteful.
3: I, I disagree about the, the armrests. It's just the first come, first serve, get in there. It's a, uh, it's a war. It's a battle. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's about establishing your dominance. No, it's and, about
5: getting to where you gotta go. Can we all just and if you want to be a little for two hours beta elbow just get bitch? Get along. Then
3: move, then move your arms off the armrest and just sit there. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get in there and dominate it. That's what I'm gonna yeah. try to do. I'm treating it like the paint. I'm boxing out, and you're not getting past me. That's what I'm doing with my elbows. This is not yes.
4: the opposition. We're trying to live in harmony on the airplane.
3: Nope, I'm never gonna see you again. I just want to be comfortable on this flight, so that's what I'm doing. I'm assuming you're doing the same thing to me. So you know. Get rich or die trying, as they said, Mego. that's 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 how it goes down. In the word, in
4: the words of the great Fifty uh, yes. Cent. Fifty Cent rules on the plane. In
3: the words of the great Curtis Jackson: uh, Get rich or die trying. Uh, get your get your arms out there, or uh, you know, be a little beta elbow
5: bitch. That's that's what I would are, say. It's my favorite Fifty Cent. Right? If you're a nice woman, great. If- <laughs>
4: Do you fall into that category?
3: I don't fly a hundred plus times a year, so maybe that's maybe that's how it goes. I said, as long as your feet don't smell, and when I took my boots off, they legitimately smelled, so that would be a problem. I did
4: not smell them. Over if
3: your there. feet don't smell, then I don't think it matters because your feet are just jammed under the seat in front of you. So who cares? I mean, if they're up like if you're like, <laughs> but I know,
5: I know, if, I if watched your
3: you do it. Foot crossed over to somebody else, then that might be a little much. But if my feet are just under the seat, who cares? I've kicked my shoes off on a flight before. I've kicked my sandals off barefoot on a flight before. Does
4: it matter if there's food out on the flight?
3: No, especially if it's under a tray. The trays are out. You can see even less. I'd say I'd say Go Hog Wild. Not a bad scene. It's It's bad enough that I'm already
5: breathing all the recycled air of all the other gross things that are coming out. If it
3: smells, that's one thing. I said Mm. if they don't smell and you can't smell it, then that's different. Although I imagine Ted might disagree. Ted might like the smell. If you're a nice lady. I like Ted. Uh, 617-779-7937. You can weigh in on the Patriots in their offseason. Here's, uh, here's what Damian Woody passed along from Robert Kraft in the Herald. Was this today or yesterday, Arcan? Uh, This was, I believe, yesterday. Okay. So in Sunday's Herald, Damian Woody, Robert Kraft is upset. I know this has to be eating Mr. Kraft up, that the Patriots are basically irrelevant. It has to. Irrelevant is the word he used. And remember, I read that, and I immediately thought back to Tom Curran when we talked to him at the Super Bowl, saying the Patriots are paragraph 30, I'm sorry, paragraph 15 in a 30-paragraph story, or 32, whatever, and they're below the Chicago Bears when it comes to buzz at the Super Bowl. He says, so go out and make a couple of splash moves. Bring some spice and some relevance back to the Patriots. Make it interesting. They're irrelevant. They need to be spicy. They need relevance. And I just feel like, and I guess I'd have to really go back and look at all the expatriates who have come out and said it. But I feel like anecdotally, a lot of them have lined up and promised or at least encouraged. For, yeah, or even uh, there's been some foreshadowing from all these expatriates. And, you know, Robert Kraft is close to a lot of the former players. Just look at his wedding, how many former players were there in his surprise wedding that he threw for everybody. Um, I feel like he's putting the message out. We're gonna make moves. Maybe that was part of the secret breakfast that he had, the off-the-record breakfast that he Ooh. had with the local media. Ooh. He's just he's letting people know that moves are gonna happen. So all I know is they better happen now, right? If you're putting it out there through Damian Woody and Julian Edelman and all these other expatriates, Patriots, with T. Higgins, if you're putting it out there, then you better follow through and make it happen. Right.
4: Somebody out of the Patriots or Kraft family is stoking the fire right now that there's gonna be a splash there's going to be a big trade there's going to be a big free agent to come in although i don't know who the free agent would be because i think that this has to happen at the wide receiver position uh looking at the writing on the wall with the market that is getting out there for jacoby myers and what he's going to cost to potentially sign here is a free agent it's a lot it looks really expensive so if you're going to spend that much Might as well go out and get a splish-splash player to get you back in the news. Because right now, the only news cycle that there was for the Patriots last season was what's going on with the offense and what's going on. Why does Mac Jones look like this? The spiciest thing that happened was a quarterback controversy, slight controversy between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi for three weeks. And other than that, it was, what the hell's going on with this team? This doesn't look very Patriot-like. That's
3: actually true. That was another buzzy thing. Most of it was all bad, though. Arkham, what's a splashy move? Is, like, signing an offensive lineman a splashy move? No. Is signing a defensive player a splashy move? I wouldn't
6: say that either. I think wide receiver's probably it, but there aren't any good ones. You know, it might be a good splashy move, and I know they just did this and it didn't really work. There's a couple of good tight ends out there in the free agent market. Uh, Dalton Schultz is a free agent. Engram's a free agent. Kosicki's a free agent. Like, I know they just signed two free agent tight ends, and neither one of them were great signings. But, you know, there's no good wide receivers either, and that's less money. Is
3: Dalton Schultz splashy?
4: It's not a big enough splash. Engram right? kind of is. Engram I mean, had a big it, year. I'm sorry. I Look,
3: uh, they might be nice enough players. Engram did have a good year in a walk year, which makes me suspicious of him. Mm. But he did have a good year. Would it be a nice it could move? Be worse Maybe. than Janu Smith? <laughs> no, I mean, right. I mean, it might be. It might be an upgrade. But is that a splash?
4: We're looking for a splash here, Arkin. Yeah, We're I guess not. Then. I guess not. I'm dry. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
6: oh man, I hate when I hear that. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Leaves me dry.
6: <laughs> I hear that way too much. Um. Yeah, I guess not.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, that is. Uh,
4: okay. I dry. ruined. I uh, ruined the mood.
3: <laughs> dry as toast. mago has got a headache now. That is. That is just. That is just. You
4: know what? It's been a really long day.
3: Yeah. You even know what you're doing. You're just poking and prodding around there. <laughs> so when it co- when it comes to their off season, it better be. It's either a quarterback, which we're ruling out. Right. They're not making a move for a quarterback. They're not moving on from Mac Jones. I don't think. I want them to, but they're not going to. So a splashy move has to be a wide receiver. It's not offensive line. It's not, Arkan, tight end. It's not defense. I, I basically don't even want them to spend a penny on defense. I don't even want them to invest in the defense anymore. Their defense was fine last year. Invest everything on offense. It better be a receiver. And to your point, Mego, the numbers on Jacoby Myers are startling. Mike Reese wrote about this over the weekend. And you can weigh in 617-779-7937. What constitutes a splash? What would be a big move for the Patriots, and do they have to do it? Now that Robert Kraft is basically promising that it's going to happen. Again, 617-779-7937. Mike Reese wrote, what I think are numbers that just tell you Jacoby Myers won't be here. Jacoby Myers is gone. He's not going to be back here, Mike. I agree with you on that. And he was summing up the market. He compared it to Raiders receiver Hunter Renfro, who last June signed a two-year $32 million deal, $21 guaranteed with the Raiders, and Josh McDaniels. So maybe that's a, a window into the mindset of how the Patriots may want to pay a receiver. $21 million guaranteed. He says Jacoby Myers falls into that category. And then he compares the stats. Renfro, 56 games to 60 for Jacoby Myers. 244 catches to 235 for Myers. Uh, Renfro has 2,629 yards to 2758. Renfro has 17 touchdowns to 8 for Jacoby Myers. He says, Mike Tannenbaum doubts that deal, which Renfro signed entering the final year of his contract, so the team had some leverage compared to the player, not as a restricted free agent. Uh, It would motivate Myers to sign before exploring other options. He says it wouldn't do that. Quote from Tannenbaum. The agents this time of year are usually like, we're going to listen. We're interested, but we're going to see what the market is. They want to make sure they're maximizing any leverage they have, and they would certainly wait to get through the combine, which starts this week. Jaguars receiver Christian Kirk signed a four-year, $72 million deal with $37 million guaranteed from last offseason. That might project as a closer range for Myers' eventual payday, writes Mike Reese. He then goes on to compare Jacoby Myers' number with Christian Kirk. Mego, you're already rolling your eyes. Four it years, $72 million, $37 guaranteed. Look, okay. I, I wrote so about So he's gone then. So you're yeah, to get Yeah, I then. think he's
4: gone. Okay. I think he's gone. And you got to start making the backup plan because you can't have Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, and Taequann Thornton out there as your top three. It's not gonna work it's not gonna regain trust with mac jones i don't know what bill o'brien sees when he looks at that but i don't think it's good it's not enough is what i'd say and i, I wrote about for wei that Excellent i wanted them column
5: today for wei.com
4: it was a couple months ago at this point about why i thought that they should bring back jacoby myers and a number of reasons to back it up but that was that i was thinking like yeah a reasonable 13 number 13 a year 13 a year 12 a year 12.5 a year You know, maybe you can throw some incentives in there or something. Something you know he's never going to hit because that's what you do with players when you resign them to the Patriots. But even 16 a year, what Hunter Renfro got, that feels high. And I don't say that as a knock against Jacoby. It just feels like you'd be paying because of the supply and demand in the free agent wide receiver market rather than what the player is contributing to the team going forward.
3: So... I didn't want Jacoby Myers back at the number you were laying out 12 and a half, 13, but I, I agree. At least that's reasonable, especially compared to 16 Christian Kirk's number 18. Right. A and, year? and again, that's over a four year commitment. And what were the guarantees? I just backed out of it. 37 million in guarantees. So that's like, not, that's not fake money. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that Renfro's money's fake, but it's shorter and it's less guaranteed. So I didn't want Myers back at that number. I'm like, I like him. He's a nice enough player, but I'm not overpaying. And I already felt like 12 and a half, 13 would be an overpay. So I was moving on from him, but I thought there was a chance he could go to market and do what the Patriots have done with a lot of players in yeah, the like past.
4: Yeah, like with Devin McCourty in the past.
3: Yes, or, or you know, uh, who? Uh, Edelman years ago. Mm-hmm. And this was a much different level of player at that point in time. He wasn't, Hightower's is another. one. Yeah, Hightower's yeah. a good one. It wasn't Julian Edelman, Super Bowl MVP. It was earlier in his career. Fine, you think you're worth X? Go out and shop it around. And if the number is closer to Y, our number, then come back and we'll pay that. If you get a better number, then good. I thought Jacoby Myers could fall into that camp. And it sounds to me like he's a goner. And I just don't know what the Patriots are going to do as a pivot. And I say it legitimately. I I don't know what they're going to do. Could they trade for T Higgins? Could they trade for DeAndre Hopkins or uh, Jerry Judy or somebody like that? Maybe. I mean, they could. I don't feel great about them doing that. I'm not holding my breath on them doing that. And if they're not making the big trade, doubling down giving up draft capital to pay a receiver and they're not bringing back Jacoby Myers what are the options like what what is the pivot what's the alternative and that to me is scary when it's a make or break year for Mac Jones assuming Mac Jones is back I would say yeah I mean if he is back then
6: there's obviously the way that they have to look at it is going to be different from if you're going in a different direction, but I just, I don't know, there, it's it's hard for me to sort of wrap my head around that. I still think that there's uh, just, just sort of too much here with with Jacoby Myers and what he could bring to another team. I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I'd like to have Mac Jones be as comfortable as possible, right? We all would. We know he would, but there's got to be a limit to that, and I also just don't know how much better Myers makes him.
3: Well, I will. I will say this, and I can pull these up. I didn't send these uh, today, but let me try to pull it up. Reese had some numbers that, you know, were pretty interesting about how effective Jacoby Myers has made Mac Jones, or how effective Mac Jones has been with Jacoby Myers. If I can try to pull them up here real quick. Um, you know he's he's made he's a comfort zone, uh, uh, or, or a, uh, a, a he's valve. He's a binky. He's, he's an outlet. Yes. You know he is he is somebody who's safety helped Mac valve. Jones greatly. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. He's he's been a, a great safety valve for Mac Jones. So I do think there's a level of comfort for sure, but I'm not paying that kind of money for a safety valve level of comfort. That's not what I'm doing.
4: No, especially when you're leaky you're leaking. You're lacking elite talent. <laughs> I was thinking of the safety valve. Will you collect yourself over there, please?
3: I was this is a a a very spicy show. I was thinking of something you said earlier. (laughs) Yeah, I (laughs) know.
4: And when you're lacking elite talent on that side of the ball, you you just don't have the luxury of paying someone that high for being a, a safety valve. Like it, it just. I know that they have a lot of money to play with and they can move the money around. But if you're looking to make a splash and you're trying to get the Patriots back in a daily conversation with the NFL, get them back on Sports Center for the right reasons, get jerseys sold again out of the pro shop down in Foxborough. I'm not sure that re-signing Jacoby Myers for 17 or 18 or even 16 is the way to do that. That feels more like treading water, or like you're doing another lap. If so, we're going to keep talking about swimming like we're talking about Jalen Brown. No,
3: I like it. So so what I would say is if they do make a splash, that's not Bill's call, right? And let me rephrase. If they go out and they trade for T. Higgins, that kind of splash, where they are giving up a pick and you have to turn around and pay the receiver. This is something we we played a clip from Phil Perry uh, weeks ago at the Super Bowl where he said, you know, that's not what they do. That What Philly did with A.J. Brown, that's not what Bill does. He doesn't want to double invest in a player like that, even though – there's a really good track record just last offseason. You know, the Raiders did it with Devontae Adams. The Dolphins did it with Tyreek Hill. Uh, the Eagles did it with A.J. Brown. So even though there's a really good recent track record there, Bill, that's bad business. Bill doesn't want to do that. Well, if the Patriots do it, doesn't that just tell you that it wasn't Bill's call? Like, it, it tells you that Robert Kraft is very, very, very involved. <laughs> and you have to wonder what that means for Bill Belichick. Like, if Robert Kraft is now calling the shots on you're not trading Mac and you're trading for T. Higgins, I just wonder how that's going to sit with Bill.
4: It would, and that's why I think it wouldn't happen with someone like T. Higgins. It would be really unusual for Bill to make that move, and it would be really unusual for Kraft to meddle that much and prod that much. Like, I I don't know where... The... When, he's,
3: when he's done it, he's done it on big, pl- like, Brady, Gronk... Franchi- Hall of Fame franchise-level players. And like, it,
4: that was more about guys not leaving town or keeping guys who are here happy. That's also like true. That would be more like, hey, we really need to keep Jacoby Myers here would be the kind of medal I feel like. And I don't see that happening for that kind of player.
3: Well, if then then I don't think the splash is going to happen because I don't think Bill is going to do it, I guess is my point. So unless Robert Kraft gets involved, and it sounds like he's telling people Damian Woody, Juliet Edelman, Teddy Bruschi... Sounds like he's telling ex-Patriots that he wants him to go make a big splash. That's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to twist Bill's arm or make it clear that this is what you want him to do because I don't think he's going to do it on his own. He thinks it's bad business. 617-779-7937. I could have sworn, I just scrolled through this story like five different times, that he had numbers on Jacoby Myers and Mac Jones. but Maybe I read that elsewhere. But it was something like, you know, just Jacoby Myers playing this season and not, was the difference between Mac being the 23rd quarterback in the NFL versus the 32nd quarterback in the NFL. Either way is not great. (laughs) That was my my real takeaway, but it's like he bumps up 10 spots in the quarterback ranking from Jacoby Myers being out there, which means he's comfortable with him and... He's a guy who Mac Jones is going to look to, and they can read off each other, and they play well with one another. Okay, and but if you
4: bring in DeAndre Hopkins, how much further does that bump your quarterback up?
3: I'd like to think with Bill it O'Brien would. And Hopkins is another class from Devontae Parker. I'd like to think it would, but Devontae Parker was supposed to do that for him last year, too, and it wasn't even close. So I don't know where I read those numbers. I guess it wasn't Mike Reese. I'll try to track those down. In the meantime, you can give Rich Keefe a call. He comes your way at the top of the hour. 617-779-7937. And we'll wrap things up with Endgame next.
5: Y'all wanna play a fing game?
2: Game over, man. Game over!
6: You little punk! Endgame is brought to you by Cars for Kids. Don't waste time trying to get rid of your older broken car. Cars for Kids is the easiest, fastest way to donate your car and get a tax deduction. Go to CarsforKids.org today. That's cars with a K. We got three questions here. I feel like Megan had a strong
3: week last week. Am I misremembering that, or did no? She? I, I I definitely haven't beaten her in at least three days. I okay, think, I think she might have won every day last week. No, at no, least no. Tied no. For the there's tie. a couple of ties. I think we well, tied right, twice. One I tie, won yeah. once. I'm sorry. I didn't. I don't know that I won last week. I guess is what I mean. Okay. I don't know that I I had won, a straight up won, win.
4: I won one, and then we and then tied there were two
3: twice. ties. All right. Pity, all right. Pity
6: points all around. I'd say, yeah, pity points everywhere, and it seems like keep you guys score anything. are getting a little closer. <laughs> uh, so this seems like a big one after an even week last week. Good to get off to a good start. Let's start with question number one here. Um, the Chicago Bears are reportedly leaning towards trading the first overall pick. Last time the first overall pick was traded before the draft, this player was drafted. With that pick, with that first overall pick. So I name the player think... who was drafted with the first overall pick last time it was traded pre-draft.
3: I think we were just talking about this off the air. I wasn't talking to you. About no, 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 not you. I'm sorry, <laughs> me and Megan. I think we're talking about this. Well, then it should be easy.
4: I'm making a guess.
3: I'm just trying to remember now. The last time the number one pick was traded,
4: he's not even writing. He's just staring. No, into I'm space. just. I'm just <laughs>
3: thinking through my brain now because now I, I have.
5: I'm frozen. He's making
3: Garnett. I picture Hathaway him. Face. I'm
4: picturing him like. Yeah, I'm like seriously. A, I'm like what is up with that guy's eyes? Garnett
5: Hathaway, not too keen on uh,
3: blinking. He looked like he, yeah.
4: looked like he gobbled Adderall before Mago, that
3: interview. Mego sent that, and I'm like, that is...
4: Brother from another mother.
3: I was like, those are exactly what my eyes I counted look like. It.
5: He blinked four times in 40 seconds. I think, feel like I blinked at least 10 times in four seconds.
3: I, I know my answer's wrong, but I at least wrote something down. Okay. But it's definitely wrong. Jones, no, Jones has written something. Me and, I
4: think mine's wrong, too.
3: Me and Garnett Hathaway have the same eyes. That's true. That's true. Garnet Hathaway looks like he cut off your face and is wearing it over his
6: face. That's what it looks like. <laughs>
4: oh, like um, the end of Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, right. just like right. the uh, elevator uh, or like
3: Face Off. <laughs> I, I can imagine if there's a face that anybody would want to cut off and put on as their own, it would be mine. I could just see people doing that. <laughs> no, right. I feel
4: like you'd be the one doing that to other people's That's true. faces. No, true. Right,
3: right. Okay, pencils down.
6: The player who was drafted with the first overall pick the last time it was traded before the draft was Jones. I said Wentz. That's not right. Wentz is incorrect. Wentz was cut okay, by the uh, commanders today. You're close. I mean, you were close, but it was not him, Megan. Oh! I said
4: Mitch Trubisky. That
6: is also it was incorrect. Goff. It was Goff, you idiot, Jones. Jared Goff is correct. Damn
4: it. Ah, A top 10 wrong.
6: quarterback in the NFL, according to some brilliant NFL analysts. Uh, Jared Goff. Goff. All right. All right. Bad start for both of you. Let's right. go to question number two.
3: Right draft, wrong player.
6: This airline, who had a very public meltdown late last year, does not have assigned seating on its flights. Piece of cake. Right around the holidays, if you recall. Not a good time to be traveling.
4: Well, wait. These are two different ones. No, they're not. No, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, no assigned seating. There's one that does that.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I'm done. This one, too. I don't know.
4: I'm done. All right, and go. much
5: like Lord of the Flies, you get a spear to chase off the people that are trying to get to <laughs> your seat. Very uh, public
6: meltdown last year. No assigned seating. You get on. You just find a spot.
3: Go with, uh, go with whatever there, Meg. I heard you going to
4: say go with God. <laughs> go, go with, with God. Christ, Brad. I'm trying. <laughs> go with
3: Christ on this answer, if you could. <laughs> All <laughs> right, looks like you guys are both done. Okay. So when let's W uh, WW Oh Jesus, take the wheel. JD,
6: pop those pencils down. We had talked a lot about planes today, during Meg's explaining. So this airline, who had a very public meltdown late last year, does not have assigned seating on its flights. You both got that, that one wrong. So, Megan, you were confident. What do you got? Southwest. Southwest is correct. Yeah southwest it southwest is indeed Blue correct Boat jones that. you got that too
3: now what did you think yeah who'd you think had the
6: meltdown
4: jet had the meltdown last year JetBlue well, also uh, had
6: a meltdown but southwest uh, was like biblical. southwest
4: was worse it was oh, yeah. oh okay. right
3: right around new year's or right around the holidays right. it was the whole country ground to a halt i think yeah. it was right after christmas yeah that sounds right <laughs> i like think a good time good time to just have uh your Oof. your outdated uh outdated model uh completely collapse all their all their uh software computers yeah, computer everything like down. that was just crashing yeah so it was a mess. It was. I a was disaster. thinking about. Jet, I think Jet every Blue. airline had a disaster. Right, but year I though, yeah. I
4: was surprised because JetBlue I thought was kind of above that sort of thing, mm. and uh, they disappointed me.
6: Yeah. Oh, I can't! I forgot to tell you guys this. So I'm going to a bachelor party in April. No, and I'm you am flying on yeah, on know, we? You know, yeah, we know. yeah, You, you got almost you, you got, got the, you got the your, house. No, 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 your boy house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not about that. It's about the airline. I'm flying on an airline I didn't know existed. Have you ever heard of Breeze Airlines? Nope, <laughs> so, I'm flying on Breeze are you, Airlines. Yeah, okay, whatever, you sure? whatever,
3: whatever rate you got. I, you I'm might flying
6: out of Providence. Sure? I, I swear to God, I paid for it. I'm looking so. this
4: up right now. Breeze, say, Breeze Airlines. Air, has
6: anyone heard of Breeze Airlines?
3: Well, I'll tell you what, you
4: Kayak know, Breeze found Airways. It for yeah,
3: Airways, a good, yeah. a good, a good way to uh, boost your profile. You can advertise with WEI. That That's absolutely right. It might be a good way to do it.
6: Yeah, let's see if Airways I yeah, see
4: how the flight goes. First. Okay, first thing I see coming up: Breeze Airways scam. Scam. Uh oh. Yeah, I just Googled it. Breeze Airways Scam. (laughs) Yep. From Kayak.
3: Hmm. Yep. It says, uh, yep, it says you can uh, fight over armrests. It's encouraged.
4: Here's what you need to know about the Breeze Airways Scam. No shoes. I'm making this up. Yeah, I didn't, is, Scam yeah, didn't I, I, come yeah, up. Really Relax. In. Listen, do you hear how nervous he got back news.
3: Honestly, much too gullible. I'm very, very gullible. Much too yes. gullible back there. Yeah, no, they, they, uh, armrests, they allow uh, passengers to fight over armrests and take their shoes off whenever they want. I heard Breeze, era. no armrests. <laughs> just, <laughs> just just yeah, they've free balling out Oh, there. you think it's a problem? Airrests,
4: we've taken them out. You just put your hands in everybody else's laps? Yes, that's right. <laughs>
6: Get to know your seatmate. What do
4: you think of a Patriots splash? All
6: right, let's go to question number three here, and this one could be the decider, or it could be another tie I guess i got to start th- coming up with tiebreakers. Here's question number yeah, three. Um, Major League Baseball just had some rule changes. They had some rule changes a while ago. What year was it that Major League Baseball implemented the designated hitter? Oh, that I know. Well, what year do I know? did the DH become a thing? Got tossed around a little bit. I know they, like, tried it out, but it didn't actually become implemented for uh, the whole AL until this year. I believe it was uh, the Oakland A's.
3: I think I know. Who are the
6: ones who like the charge I right actually,
4: now. I have no idea. I'm going to go ahead and say.
6: All right. Should we do, like, closest without going over the year, Ryan? Yeah? Yeah. All right. Let's do
5: that. If you oh, both no. go
3: over, then whoever's closest. Oh, no. but... I
5: mean, Seamhead Jones will probably no, nail it. I'm nervous I about that. I think about Baseball
3: my... Jones is uh, feeling pretty I'm nervous confident. About, I am very confident, but I'm nervous about the over-under aspect of it, but okay. Okay. All
6: right. All right. Uh, looks like Megan's done writing. Looks like
3: Jones is done writing.
4: Oh, this is so stupid! Ah, oh, why are you so dumb? Oh, you <laughs> almost, you almost beat him again.
6: What year did Major League Baseball it's like Mac Jones implement? Stupid,
4: stupid,
5: stupid. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> what year did Major League Baseball implement the designated hitter? Uh, Megan, would you like to share no, your answer? Jones goes right. Jones, what do you got?
3: I wrote uh, just knowing Christian arcane. I wrote 1969.
6: 1969 is wrong, but. No! It is uh, not over. It is not over the year. Uh, Megan, what do you have?
4: I wrote nineteen ninety seven. Ooh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right, Jones you. wins. Was it seventy nine? Nineteen
6: seventy three.
3: Seventy three. Nineteen seventy three. Okay, so I was close, we but not uh, not in. We're, ca- we're counting that as a Jones win.
6: Uh, that counts as a Jones win. That is a Jones victory for uh, for Monday. So okay. there you go. Week starts with a Jones win. Which I think Jones. is how last week started too, and then yeah, things it can, went
3: terribly. Uh, they can fall apart that, very, yeah. very, very, very quickly. Well, <laughs> this I was, is a,
4: a w- bad look for history, bitch. <laughs> it's still, <laughs> it
3: is it <laughs> a is. bad look indeed. It's not a, it's not a great look. But it's a I, bad look. It's, it's never a good look though when you're kind of calling your shot and then you're just wrong. I mean, it's not like I was right. I was just closer, but I was, It's not like I was right. I, I like, I said I was very confident and I thought I knew it and I got it wrong. It's not a great look for me. Over it would be like Larry Bird it's, it's pointing nice his finger in the air and the
5: clang.
3: Right. It's, 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 instead of Larry Bird winning on, like, a walk-off shot, it's like he set his number and then somebody else missed. That's more That's more what it is. I can't take too much credit for that, but I'll, uh, I'll chalk it up as a victory there. Good for me. Good for me. Uh, well, it's another show in the books here. Another, it sure was. Uh, another uh, start to the week, as it were. And I know it's Rich Keefe. Is it Andy Hart? You think we would
5: know this schedule I shouldn't, by now? I shouldn't
3: speculate. Unless There's...
4: they're walking down the hall, I am not sure. No,
5: whatever. I shouldn't no, speculate. Uh, okay, yeah. the, the producer asked me, okay, thank you, because the the producer asked me, do you know how to get Fitzy up on Zoom? And I went, no. Well, first of all, uh, weird first, question to per- ask if he's not going to be on. Real personal question. Uh,
3: second <laughs> I of all. Of course I know. Second of all. Better than anybody. Take your shoes off, obviously. (laughs) Uh, Second of all, apologies to Fitzy. It's Fitzy with Rich Keefe. You can dial him up, 617-779-7937. That's how you get in touch with uh, the Rich Keefe Show each and every night here on Weei. We will talk to you tomorrow at 2 o'clock. And who knows what we'll be talking about tomorrow. Celtics games tonight? Bruins game tonight? Maybe the Patriots will have some news. Maybe there's another pitch clock violation. Who knows? We're back tomorrow at 2 here on Weei.